And we're we live. Are live with a special guest here today. Yep. So uh, how about an so. intru introduction from you? How's it going? I'm Prazi. Been uh, friends with them for years. Worked together. Super happy to be back with you guys in in in, uh, in America. Yeah. What are you doing here? You're not American. I know. I know. But I'm trying to be with my new fancy cowboy hat. Did you get that? You got that Walmart? Yeah. How much is that? Thirteen dollars. It's pretty wow. expensive for being made of paper. <laughs> Vivi didn't want me to get it too. She was like, thirteen dollars? Why is it so expensive? It's like whatever. So anyway, Prazi is uh, a good old buddy of ours. Yeah, and, he lives uh, in Taiwan. Yeah, sure and then he lived in China. I did. I lived in Huizhou. And uh, yeah, so how do you like it so far? In it's unbelievable. You two have been taking me around. We've done a little bit of trips across uh, California. And it's been yeah. stunning. It's yeah. unforgettable. I don't know why I don't live here. Yeah, it's really <laughs> awesome. Super awesome here, isn't That's it? Great. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, it's time for us to get into our first segment, which of course is what's new, and this is where we talk about something that's in the news, interesting, mm -hmm. you know, to do with China. And mm -hmm. uh, we have a bit of a funny one today. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the pictures. Let's have a look. So um, this guy was detained. Why was he detained, Seabilk? This guy was detained because he photoshopped a picture of a giant dragon. <laughs> well, well, can we actually see the next picture? Because then you can see. Okay. Okay. So basically what happened is there's this big earthquake. Do you remember in 2008 when they tried to cover up the earthquake and how many yeah. people died? It's mm. because people get suspicious and superstitious about why this stuff happened. You have the whole mandate of heaven, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But anyway, long story short, this guy made this picture and he's like, yeah, this dragon is the reason for the earthquake. Yeah. So they detained him and they're like, you're spreading suspicious or superstitious information. Yeah, disrupting the harmony of society. Mm. They do that a lot. So if someone spreads a rumor and the rumor gains traction and people start believing it and spreading it around, the person who started that rumor will always get into trouble. Right. End up, end up getting detained like he, he was by the police. Right. It's kind of silly. That's just ridiculous. A dragon? Yeah. A dragon. Yeah. Well, you know, the best thing about this, right, is that China has kind of a history of bad mm -hmm. Photoshop things, okay, that people take <laughs> serious. Because who, who could take that seriously? It looks awesome. I mean, I'd like to think that your average Chinese rural folk are a little bit more savvy. Right. But, but they actually fall for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of people in China do actually believe in dragons, like yeah. in Chinese yeah. mythology. So. Sure. Yeah, anyway. Let's, Should we go into the history of the bad Photoshops? Yeah, let's get, get the very famous one next, okay? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even try. To be. <laughs> so, so why do you think this came about? So I want to explain the fact that this is the most classic pose. We call this the Laoban yeah. pose. Yes. Yeah. The boss pose. you got to have your hands behind your back, your pants hiked all the yeah. way up so your gut kind of sticks out. you got to have the keychain. The keychain. Like yes. Keychain and the belt, kind of like a janitor. Yeah. Right? Wearing and then a polo shirt. you got to have a polo shirt, right? Yeah. So Loafers. these guys, yeah. they'll go and they'll put them in the, the communist newspapers and say, these local officials inspected the new road or the new yeah. environmental project. They couldn't even be freaking bothered to go, obviously. Yeah, they don't go out there, so they just right. get someone in the office to, like, Photoshop it. But right. Anyway, this, this particular picture kind of went a little viral because yeah. everyone pointed out how bad it was. Let's see the next... Uh, well, you're saying that they actually tried <laughs> to make that a thing? Like it wasn't yeah, yeah they, tried, yeah, they tried to pretend it was real. Here's oh, another look one. Look at this one. Uh, I'm sorry, we're kind of blocking it, but yeah. you see there's an elderly lady in the corner. So these officials yeah, went to go and visit an elderly lady. <laughs> She's <laughs> like... <laughs> Come on. It's like a, a mannequin is, doll. This is official government stuff, by right, the way. This is right. you know put on their websites and newspapers and stuff. Look like, at look at the guy's hip, like right up right up here. Yeah, He's yeah. like absorbed into the, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. the fence or whatever. Oh well, let's let's see. That. You know what? I was just gonna say it reminds me of like those memes of the uh, that monkey getting the haircut. Have you seen those? You remember that? No, it's no. an old meme. Oh, never mind. Chat knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, they they probably do. Hmm. Let's see the next picture. Okay, so people was, took those same same officials <laughs> oh from the road. God. It's called the floating officials. Yeah, so they started to just 
put them in random places. These right. are the trolls, obviously. Yeah, th- this right. is the, this is trolls. Okay. <laughs> it's in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's see, let's see the next one. Um, yeah, this is the original one again. Yeah. So yeah. this is the one that actually made it into the newspapers and into everything. Can I say something? Yeah. I think it's super funny that people ran with this and made memes out of it, but I'm also kind of offended that they thought people would believe in that. Yeah. So they think so lowly of their people that, that yeah. oh, they'll totally buy this. They'll, yeah. they'll totally buy this. Yeah, I mean, look at the guy's arm. You, I mean, if you can see, like, the guy who's got his arm out, you can actually see the, the original background. They didn't even Photoshop it Right, yeah, there's the no shadows. Out. Yeah. We don't have to point out why Okay, anyway, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to the next one. So um, this is another real one. Yeah, yeah. This is not... This is the one I'm familiar with. Yeah, this... This wasn't this even down in Guangdong somewhere. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, look how they photoshopped that guy behind the bush. His knees behind the bush there. He's like knee deep in the yeah. bush. Or they, they're like a hundred feet tall. <laughs> it's like, why? Why is it so difficult for them to actually just get in their it's company probably five car, miles away? You know, get driven down there and get a real photo. Right. They're like, nah, just Photoshop. They're, it. You know why? Because they're all drunk on Baijiu. Yeah. And yeah. smoking expensive cigarettes. Yeah. Well, especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what's next. <laughs> people people just started to run with this like you said they just started to make memes of these idiots N- next one um, yeah you know, <laughs> it's like the floods when it yeah, rains too yeah, much in yeah, Guangdong yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I mean it just became a kind of a funny thing but just to show you there's a history but now I'm going to tell you about a, another the, the OG yeah let's go to the next um, see this tiger right yeah awesome tiger in the bush now I got to explain to you what the whole deal is with this tiger so um, man this this is when I was first in China. So this happened probably late 2007, early 2008. I remember reading in the papers that this guy had gotten busted because there was a certain place, I don't even know where the hell it was, but there used to be an endangered kind of tiger that lived there. But of course, it, it's extinct. It's been extinct for like since the 60s or the 70s, right? For TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, yeah. So the local tourism board put out a reward for anyone who could prove that those tigers still exist. Right. So this farmer, right? He gets this great idea because his friend has this like big picture of a tiger on his wall. Like a cardboard he, cutout. Yeah, it's like a cardboard cutout. He cuts it out. Why does he own that? I don't know. It's probably part of a calendar or something. Oh, okay. So he cuts this thing out, goes and puts it in the bush and takes photos of it. Let's see the next picture. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is the uh, <clears throat> cardboard cutout of this, uh, this tiger. Anyway, he shows it to the local officials and they actually gave him a reward. Like right. a 20,000 RMB reward, which mm. is like what? thousand four grand yeah. four, whatever it is three four um, grand yeah it's a huge amount of money for in the rural areas and then they like made it a big thing like look our for their own tourism board we've got the real tigers and they put it all up and then it, obviously someone recognized the picture because it's a stock photo that's used in everything <laughs> let's go to the next one um i mean <laughs> it's, so it's just so ridiculous so it's it's a stock photo that's been used yeah. and then they actually went to the the guy's friend's home and there was that picture they'd given it back to him it's like right. propped against the wall yeah so yeah they kind of had to uh so this is like the the photoshop origin story yeah, now, yeah pretty much to tie this in like photoshop is 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 a huge deal in china we were yeah. just talking about this earlier yeah when you go get your photo taken for a passport photo yeah. or a visa or whatever they, they have this blue background yeah. and this wizard will spend like one minute just going just, yeah, yeah, yeah. brushing yeah. you up making, brush it, tool. making yeah. you look like a newborn baby basically it's, yeah. and they'll do ridiculous things like Seamilk has like a, a mole, mole thing on his yeah. face they'll get rid of it yeah. they do like it's like a blemish to them or whatever yeah. so weird. like customs gonna look at me and be like that's not you that's dude. not you exactly it's uh, it's something that always impressed me because you know every time you go in and this is even from the beginning you you would go in and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't mind you, you go in and get your 
uh, visa photo taken. Uh-huh. And they have to send it out to like a system and it needs to be approved and all that kind of stuff. But there, you'd get like an old man, you know, like people of our grandparents' generation and maybe our parents' generation aren't usually very good with computers. Mm-hmm. But you get like some old man who has no business knowing anything about computers using Photoshop like an absolute professional. Right. You know, like knowing all of the tools and tricks that even though I've been using Photoshop for years, I don't even know those no. things. You no. Know? You, know, you know who is like the, the impressed me the most is you go to those those advertisement shops. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there'd be like an 18-year-old unregistered girl, right, that wasn't educated or anything because they had too many kids so they can't yeah. get an ID because the yeah. one-child policy. Mm-hmm. And they're just absolute wizards at yeah, it. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy to see like how how good and adept they are at using that. Right. I'm going to hire them for my thumbnails. Yeah. <laughs> probably a good idea. Go to China. make one in three yeah. seconds. Well, it'll have a cardboard cut of a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Or a dragon. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's quite funny how they thought they could get away with, with that kind of thing. Especially yeah. the government officials. I mean, that's just so silly. I, I love <laughs> it, though. I love it. And it's still going. Yeah. It's still going. It's still the thing. They're getting better, though. Yeah, they are getting yeah. better. Excellent. Anyway, uh, DM, hit us with a super chat. Yeah. All right. So... First off, Matt Horkin gave us two bucks. He said, that's pretty good Photoshop. Love the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Susan K. She asked, is the water served in soups in China filtered? Or does it come piped straight out of the Huangpu River next to a pig carcass? Okay. Now, this is really <laughs> we, funny because we, we just, literally last uh, night talked yeah, about this. We were talking so about this. in our mind. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not filtered. Nope. Uh, all the soup, because in China, everybody, uh, as everyone knows, if you boil water, you get rid of most of the bacteria. Problem is, like a lot of the the water that you get out of the tap or river water and stuff is really bad in China. It's got well, heavy I did that. Metals. I did that test. Yeah. I got a, a water safety test from the U.S. and it was appalling. The stuff yeah. that I found. Yeah, but they do all the soups. So if you're having like a soup noodle or something like that, you're like, oh, this is awesome, or hot pot or whatever. You're eating your food. You're drinking the broth. That's just like gross, it's disgusting water. water. It's not. It's not like they're buying Nongfu spring water and pouring well, it. Well, even there. that. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah. had a big scandal. <laughs> Yeah, your body adjusts to it, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but imagine how many parasites we must have. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're gonna do a test at some point because yeah. we thought all the years living in China, eating the local food all the time, and you know, I guess if you went to nice restaurants and stuff, you could avoid it. But we didn't. We we're just eating the right. worst, yeah. cheapest, right. lowest Especially street food. Because when you don't have a lot of money, it's the only thing yeah. you can eat. I'm probably more Chinese parasite than Canadian. <laughs> like Darth Vader, you know, more yeah. machine than man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Cool. cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's um. Let's go to the next picture quickly. Oh, picture. My bad. Yeah, oh. sorry. Just to make sure that we've completely exhausted our tiger pictures. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. All Spamming right. Spamming them cool, with cool. tiger pictures. So now it is soft, soft power. power. What are we doing? Soft power hour. In soft power hour, if you guys are new to the show, by the way, please subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, we talk about how China is using soft power to try to influence the West and its own people around the world. Mm-hmm. So what are mm-hmm. we talking about today? Well, we're talking about this absolutely ridiculous thing that happens fairly often where china puts out these like issues travel warnings Mm -hmm. for people not to go to america right and so let's bring up that article it's uh, the next uh, picture so um can you read the first part to us for all our listeners at home yeah so this is our favorite uh english ccp mouthpiece the global times always have to introduce that our Mm -hmm. favorite and i'm being sarcastic so don't take me seriously the most ridiculous uh it says china issues uh warn issues warning over traveling to the u.s so basically, um, I'm going to go to the first paragraph here. One day after China issued a warning over studying in the U.S., two of the country's key ministries on Tuesday issued another alert over travel to the U.S. 
the latest measure to counter the negative consequences Chinese people are facing after the escalation of the U.S.-initiated trade war, which has spread beyond broad economic measures to target the technology, education, and tourism sectors. So this is the second one, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Now, the, China wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't the trade war on the table. Right? Absolutely. This is totally retaliatory, just like the imprisonment of the Canadian guys, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, should I keep reading? or? Yeah, yeah okay. just keep reading for now. Uh, U.S. law enforcement departments have, increase, have been increasingly harassing Chinese nationals in the U.S. by questioning them as they en exit or enter or exit the country, as well as talking to them in their homes. Chen Sh uh, Xiongfeng, Deputy Director General of the Department of Consular Affairs of China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, said at a Tuesday press conference in Beijing. Chen said that Chinese nationals traveling to the U.S. and Chinese companies operating in the U.S. should be on alert to their safety and take preventative measures and should contact Chinese embassies if necessary. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, first of all, I, I hate this hypocrisy and, and, I, and I hate whataboutism, mm -hmm. you know, because that's always used. Oh, well, what about you? But come on, man. In China, going in and out of the border, you often get extra questions. You get harassed. Mm -hmm. You get pulled over to the side if you've been traveling to any place that they don't like. It's happened to everyone. Yeah. It's happened they, to you fairly recently. Yeah. Last, last three months I was there, I get stopped all the time. They take you to that little room and yeah. they sit down yeah. they look at your passport and they look at you. You know, Sometimes mm -hmm. they don't ask questions. Sometimes one of those, they do. One of those laobans, you know, mm -hmm. those bosses. Yeah, the, the old security goons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But look, on top of that, um, I've had the police come into my house yep. multiple times yep. in, in China, just randomly. And they always do it very late at night mm -hmm. and in large numbers. Mm -hmm. So the last time it happened to me, it was eight guys, mm -hmm. all very tall, all very well dressed in like official uniforms and stuff, knocking on my door at 11 p.m. I open the door, they burst into my apartment, they take photos of me, they want to check around, look at my papers. So, you know, this kind of stuff happens in China all the time. So I find it kind of ridiculous that they are issuing a warning to say, oh, you, you know, Chinese nationals are being harassed. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? I don't, I don't want to discount any like actual harassment that might have happened because mm -hmm. I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But this kind of speech is very hypocritical, as yes. you said. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It is hypocritical. It's, it's literally like, okay, I, I steal all your candies out of your fridge or something, and you come to my house and you take one. I'm like, hey, everyone, Sea Milk steals candies. Look at this thief. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it, Should we go ask our wives? Be like, how many times have you been questioned and harassed? Yeah. Yeah, know? since being here. That's yeah. what's so funny for me is like, because, you know, they would, like the people in China, like, would believe it because you have right. that sort of stereotype about America being this, like, dangerous, gang-filled, yeah. crime-riddled country or whatever yeah. they want to believe. But, like, even some Canadians might think that, like, oh, America's, like, don't go downtown L.A. At the I was gonna add, time. I was going to ask you, like, what's yeah. the stereotype of that in Canada? Yeah, I think, well, like, for some Canadians, like me, who've never been here before, it's my first time here. Like, it's like that, you know, because you read the news about those mass shootings and stuff like that. You're like, oh, America's dangerous. And now that I'm here, it's like, people are so nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? There's no, like, everyone's waving. Your sure. neighbors are playing with the kids. It's like everyone's flipping burgers. Like, it's just perfect. I so. mean, we can't ignore the actual statistics. There sure. are dangerous sure. areas for I'm sure. I'm just but saying, like, for first impressions, it's totally not what people you might think. Also, yeah. just in comparison to the general safety in, of China. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, And, like, yeah. petty theft and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many bikes have you had stolen? All of them? Yeah. All of them, yeah. yeah. Pretty most much. of mine yeah, stolen. Yeah. And my car. Yeah, and your yeah, car. Andrew car stolen, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah the, the, so. I don't want to make this all into whataboutism, but I do want to point out just how transparently petty right. this is. Right. Because there's no reason for them to issue these travel warnings because there hasn't been like some massive insurgency of uh, terrorism or like right. a nuclear meltdown at a nuclear plant or something. There isn't anything like that, but they just, whenever the, the U.S. kind of wins a little 
inch in the trade war or you know maybe they don't capitulate to something that uh, xi jinping or the government says oh you must do this and they're like no then they're like don't go to america it's the most dangerous place they're harassing you there if you go there you'll be harassed yeah. you know yeah vivi's been getting phone calls from her family members they're like mm. keep your guard up it's really yeah. dangerous right now america's collapsing yes you're in so much danger you're gonna lose everything yeah my wife gets similar calls from mm -hmm. her parents as well just also like be careful right now because of the trade war, Americans are, like hate Chinese people and they're going to be you know, harassing you and doing all these things. But it's not true. Um, because I don't think they quite understand how America works. People here, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your ethnicity is, they're not going to treat you like a foreigner. They're gonna like assume you're American, they, exactly. They will. Chances it's, are you are. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in China, it's very obvious. If mm. you're not Chinese, if you don't look Chinese, they will treat you as a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Like very much so, you yeah. are a foreigner mm -hmm. and they'll treat you that way, but not here mm -hmm. because the guy might look like he comes from the Middle East, but he's probably born here and right. has a U.S. citizenship, and you don't want to be like, hey, foreigner. That's the problem yeah. is you can't draw parallels, right? So, like, yeah. I understand China is a different country than the U.S. I don't expect to be treated like I like expect them. to be treated like a yeah. foreigner, right? That's just how it is in China. Sure. So, whatever, right? Wipe that aside. But you can't, the Chinese government can't use the same logic to look at America like that. Yeah, exactly. They can't say, they're just like us, but, you know, Chinese people are not welcome it's there. The yeah. It is the hypocrisy, because I remember talking to some students of mine before, and they were like, yeah, but Americans are racist to, like, Chinese people. Like, when we go there, it's like, no, chocolate town, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, for, yeah, for those Come of you out on. of the loop, um, yes, yeah, in Guangzhou, the, the biggest diaspora of Africans is, they call it chocolate town. Yeah, yeah that's for all the African... Yeah. So the Africans, you know, they, they hang out there, they do trade business, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And yeah, I mean, like, if you want to see some proper racism, yeah, I go, go, yeah. go, go to a taxi and be like, I want to go to Chocolate Town. They're like, why do you want to go there? Yeah. Yeah. You crazy? You're going to yeah. die. Just, uh, I actually have a video last week, I put it out about mm. the discrimination problem, and mm. it is very widespread in China, and mm -hmm. I, I think I explained it pretty well. In that I way. think we're being a little bit too whataboutism right now, yeah, but it's hard are. not to be, because... Yeah. This I'm not offended by these articles no, and stuff, no, but, but it's, it's unnecessary in. fear. Yeah, it's unnecessary yeah. Yes. fear. fear it, it is, and it's especially something that uh, I I did have a chat with Sasha about this. Um, what was it like, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Because she had been hearing those things from her parents, and I actually said to her, "Okay, in all of your experiences in America, because she's been here for a while now, and I've taken her all over the place, you know, and she's been to." you know zoos and parks and shops and you know on the road and gas truck stops and you know she's been everywhere and not once has she ever had any experience that has made her feel like she's a foreigner where they're like right. oh look mm. at chinese or something because right. not once as a kid pointed at her and said something yeah. or anyone tried to treat her differently in any way shape or form mm. so we had that conversation <laughs> and it was nice because you know you, you always kind of half expect that something might happen but you know nothing has happened and it's right. good because in China, every day, every week, you'll experience something Right. Like that. I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I've been a victim of this as well. Like, I kind of beefed up my mental state being like, you know, I got to be careful. Like, I want to protect my wife just in case something like that happens. Because I heard it so much in China, right? Yeah. Mm. About uh, how dangerous it is in America, all this kind of stuff. But then I don't want to just completely say, yeah, that never happens. I can't say that, no, right? No, of course. The problem is I would defend any Chinese person that was getting shit on. Any single one. The yeah. first time I heard like any racism here, and they're like, "Look at that, you know, Chinese person. Look at, uh, yeah, yeah. look at them coming in droves. That kind of stuff." I would absolutely defend that person mm -hmm. because it's it's rude, it's inappropriate, yeah. and I don't. I feel like I have some some attachment to China and Chinese people, right? Mm -hmm. 
But I haven't heard that yet. No. Right? Yeah. I've there, seen stuff on the internet. Yeah, there is one thing I'd like to say a little more about this, how they say, oh, they're paying extra attention to Chinese people as they go in and out of mm. China now. Um, first of all, for the longest time now, um, Chinese people in general coming to America and other countries have gotten so used to taking advantage of the different systems and never being called out. Right. Because that's just <laughs> the way they operate. You know, right. going to another country... You know, create Chinatowns, bring family in, start up businesses under the table. I'm just saying, like, again, broad generalizations, guys. Mm. This is what I do. Okay, so, (laughs) you know, please don't take offense if you're not one of these. You can't get too specific. We sit here all day. I'm just saying that that there's this thing where you just read on the forums online every day, like how those Daigo, you know, how they learn how to cheat the tax systems, how to cheat the systems. You got to explain Daigo. Daigo are the parallel traders. And it's like students and tourists who come here. It's actually a business. They fly to places like America or they fly to Australia. And Canada. Canada, etc. And they take advantage of loopholes. So because they're on a tourist visa, they'll claim tax back and they'll do all these yeah, weird things. Yeah. But they'll go to all these outlet malls and they'll find exactly... They're very clever about this stuff. They'll find exactly how to get the best deals in the best way. And then they'll also like do tricks where they send it back and get mm. money back more than it's worth. And they mm. do all these kind of <laughs> funny little things. But what the, the end result is... They come here uh, for the specific purpose of buying a whole lot of goods, mm-hmm. um, which cost way more in China, or you mm-hmm. can't get them in China because of the tax, and then illegally smuggle them back into China. I mean, it is illegal. It's They're criminals. Right. It's right. not legal. It's not right. like you can come buy 20 iPhones and take them back with you and avoid tax and not pay Chinese tax. So they're criminals. They're petty criminals. White-collar crime is what right. you could call it, right? right. They're everywhere, and they, they take advantage of all these little loopholes and stuff. And they're just used to... Um, most countries just being very pleasant with them and treating right. them with respect and not, you know, prying into their privacy and stuff. But I think what's happening now is uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Western countries are waking up to these situations where these people are really affecting local people, like those beggars in Australia. Mm-hmm. You heard about that, yeah, right? Yeah. So they've, they, they bust a gang of beggars in Australia. A and what it is gang. is, yeah, beggar gang. Um, <laughs> They, they arrested seven of them, but of course there's a lot more. And how it works is they get elderly Chinese people, get them a tourist visa, fly them over, put them in a flat in the middle of Sydney or wherever it was, so Sydney or Melbourne. And then they take them with the car, drop them off. They were even like using the same clothes and passing it to the next person, like with raggedy clothes and a sign saying, oh, I need help. I got leukemia or something. And they like lying there, people giving these beggars money. They're a tourist on a tourist visa, earning all this money. Then they're taking it to the foreign exchange, changing it into R&B. Pocketing it all, it's like back 400 to China. bucks a day. Some yeah. of these guys. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that's what they're doing. Is they they're taking advantage of the goodwill of these different uh, countries because they can. So they started a whole business, <clears> and they were, it's like kind of like a paid vacation. Hey, you got an old granny lying around the house there. <laughs> Put her to work. Put her to work. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll pay for the flights. We'll right. pay for the accommodation, the food, and they do. And they drive them in the van, drop them off at different places. They sit there for the day, earn their money. Go yeah, back. Makes sense because it's, it's not like people don't give money to beggars in China. It's just it's not worth as much as an right. Australian dollar. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, it makes and, sense. And, Good point. Yeah. Also, in China, people know most beggars are just part of a gang, and they don't. Yeah. Really I was going to say the here, the right? beggar gangs yeah. in China are robust. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're but they're they have fake injuries and stuff, and you see them walk away when oh, they're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. No legs. I've got I got footage of that. Right. that I shot myself. So you know the thing is. I think a lot of the the rest of the world's waking up to this and saying like, hang on a second, you know, these guys are really taking advantage of us. Mm. So when you've got like a, a Chinese student who's flying back and forth to China every like week mm. with huge amounts of luggage and stuff, they're probably going to be like, no, hang on a second, come. Let's like, have a look. Yeah. Let's have a little chat. So I think that's what they're talking about here. 
And it probably is true that, uh, you know, Chinese nationalists, especially under certain um, suspicious circumstances, mm-hmm. are flying back and forth sure. and stuff. So they probably are, like, asking them some more questions they're not used to. So they're like, oh, my rights, my privacy. Sure. I don't want to, like, commentate on the actual processes because, we, like I said, we don't know anyone that's getting scrutinized at the border. Mm-hmm. If it's true, if it's true, there's probably reason behind it. I'm absolutely that. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... It, it's a it's a big thing right now. Um, Chinese gangs, specifically organized yeah. criminal gangs, are doing things like that beggar thing. Right. They're bringing TCM parts and weird stuff all over the place. It's like a, it's a huge thing. So that could be part of what this is all about. This travel warning. It's like more like well, it's not that people are harassing you, but maybe they're just um, like getting wise to some of the. The, th- right, the, the, bad, the, the bad antics that you've been up to mm-hmm. for so long. Well, you live in Taiwan, right? Did, yeah. Does the Taiwanese government issue travel warnings to, for going to America? No, but that's because <laughs> Taiwanese people are so well-traveled. They're constantly yeah. in and out of right. America. They always yeah. want to go to university in America. They, right. they really think about Taiwanese people, if you want to talk about a little bit of a difference, is they love America. Oh, yeah. Like it's oh, yeah. Super mm-hmm. pro-American. Yeah, yeah. They love yeah. traveling here. They love to see it. You know what I mean? I told you yesterday, I don't want to reiterate this, but there's mm-hmm. a... It's a small political party in Taiwan called like the 51st State Party. Yeah, I didn't know this, by the way. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had this float. Big. No, I don't think so. Okay. But they had this float. Uh, they would go through Zhanghua, the city I lived in, and it was this big American flag float. And he <laughs> was so like weird. dressed up as Uncle Sam. <laughs> and he's like trying to get petition signatures. Like, we want to be the 51st state of the U.S. And I was yeah. like shocked because I just come from China. I'm like, imagine if someone did that in China. Oh, no, my no, God. You get so brains blown. You get, you get, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get disappeared. <laughs> Absolutely. That's just, so, yeah. yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation this whole travel warning because it's not the first time this has happened since mm-hmm. i've been in china it's happened multiple times mm-hmm. and it's always whenever there's a political thing going on yeah you know it's yeah. a tit-for-tat thing yeah. They, it is yeah they do it with everything visas if uh, america puts some kind of restriction on certain kind of visas then they put restrictions on visas for americans mm-hmm. it's you know they raise the price they do you do remember this, they do, that. do you remember that sign we saw i think we were in shenzhen mm-hmm. and it was like near immigration or whatever and they had like the prices for the chinese visa yeah uh, based on your country, yeah. and they can move the slides around. So, like when America is really pissing off China, they can put it on top, like five hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. It's per country. Canada's probably way up there now. Uh, it used to be fine, yeah. but now, yeah. yeah. South Africa used to be very expensive as well because they want to try to stop, you know, certain nationalities from going there, so they make it more expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know, Interesting. Yeah, African countries have a hard time trying to get into yeah. China on a visa. So I'm going to I'm going to round this topic out by mm-hmm. saying this is a message to all people interested in coming to America if you're Chinese. Yes. Go for it. Yes. I think you'll be fine. Just don't smuggle yeah. stuff. Yeah. Don't be stealing don't be IPs. Bad. Don't yeah. be don't be bad. Don't yeah. break the law. Yes. Go have fun. People don't are going to you begging well. grandmas. No. You know. Yeah. Don't That's read so... this. Don't read this trash. No one's going to treat yeah. you badly. Maybe yeah. if you're in like some backwoods ass swamp region yeah. or something. But but why would you go there anyway? I don't know. Maybe they want to eat like crayfish yeah they love it yeah quite honestly though this this is a bunch of nonsense uh, and I, it made me quite angry because before i left um china to bring sasha here mm-hmm. right now this is we're planning to come here because you and i are running this office yeah. here we're flying back and forth to china and all over the place but this is where where i want to live right? right so i want my wife to come with me mm-hmm. and it took me a lot of, it took a lot of convincing to get her to want to come. Right. Because, you know, it's hard for her to give up her job as a doctor in China. Right. You know, because my wife's a doctor, for those of you who don't know. A lot of responsibilities. Um, <laughs> that means yeah. not played out. Yeah, yeah no, God. it's not at all. Um, the thing is, it, it's a diffi- it was difficult for her to accept leaving her government job to come with her husband to another country that she knows nothing about, right? 
and um, it doesn't matter how much you tell somebody how cool the place is, of course, mm. it, it's not going to change the fact that they love their country and they don't want to leave no. and all that stuff. No. But then I had this friend, uh, you know him too, and uh, we were having dinner, and he's, he's, a, he's a Chinese American, well, he's a Chinese guy, but he's you know tr very well traveled and he's got a lot of money and he's all over he's got he's got an american or well, canadian citizenship and a oh, I know you're Brit about british it. citizenship and and all this stuff yeah. and he was he, like he's a good dude yeah he's, he's well, a nice he's a nice guy but he was saying oh you're going to experience so much racism in america you know oh. they he's like i got a friend who was there and someone said you get out of here you chinaman you know that kind of stuff i was like come on man that's first of all that is a bunch of crap okay maybe it once happened to one of your friends but He's probably doing something real bad and he was probably in a really, really bad area because I've never experienced anything like that across the entire of America that I've been yeah. to. It seems you know, to me too that Americans are very self-aware about like this whole racism thing you yeah. see in the news all the time. So if someone is being racist, someone's probably going to stand up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but what, yeah. what really uh, annoyed me was the fact that I'm trying to convince my wife to make this big step and take right. this big thing. And he was say, trying to say things like that to scare her into thinking that leaving China is a bad idea. Mm. And that's what the government's trying to do here, is they're mm. trying to scare the citizens, mm -hmm. tell them America is a terrible place, you're going to be discriminated against, you're going to have people mass shooting you all the time, you know? That, that's what they keep going on about. Just mass right? shooting they're gonna, just gonna, just gonna come, They're going to mass shoot you, all of them. Everybody's shoot you got in a mass. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got a gun, you know? <laughs> It's like I'm just picturing this guy with yeah, built-in yeah. guns all over his body. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, Boondock Saints. Yeah, yeah, Boondock yeah, Saints. Much. Yeah, exactly. so, so anyway, the fact of the matter is this is just a tactic to try and, um, first of all, hurt the American uh, tourist economy. Mm. That's the, number one of the reasons mm. they're doing this. The other reason is to try and scare Chinese citizens into not leaving the country and taking their money with them, because a lot right. of them do. Right. That's pretty much. We can see right through what this is. It's always these petty tactics. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pinch you because yeah, you pinched me. You know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. A yeah. little bully on the playground. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the exactly. problem is, at the end of the day, yeah, China doesn't have a whole lot of leverage right now for this kind of stuff. So it's grasping at straws yeah. for this kind of stuff. And that's why we're getting these phone calls from Chinese friends and family saying. Listen, you guys' lives are about to collapse. You yeah, know, it's like, oh, everything's going to become so expensive there, you better watch out. Right, right. like the food prices, everything. Yeah, like, what are you, what gas are you prices. About? You know, California this is just gas lies. Prices. Yeah, you know. I love how they're like, California gas prices are going to be so much you won't be able to afford to yeah, go to work like and stuff. $50 a gallon or something like that. Whatever, it's still half of what your gas is in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> just that's saying, true. just saying. Cool. Anyway, cool. Let's uh, hit our next segment. Oh, oh wait, yeah, no, no, super sorry. Chat. Super chat, I'm sorry. I'm always trying to rush ahead. All right, let's see. Uh, I mean, we've got a we've got a lot of interesting ones. We've got uh, Henry Walker saying free Tommy Robinson hashtag. Where's Prozzi's sister? How do you say send them back in Mandarin? Very interesting super chats you guys are sending, but I'm obliged to read them. Yeah. Uh, $20 from Ben Price. What happened to the old Taiwanese lady Prozzi flattened on a scooter? <laughs> oh, God, okay. Yeah, that's uh, Thank you, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know she, she like, broke a few ribs or whatever, but um, I was supposed to go to the negotiations. It's interesting in Taiwan when you get into a crash, you have to go, yeah. like, sit down and negotiate how much money you're supposed yeah, to yeah. pay, who's at fault, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different than, I think, the American system because um, it's a bit more out of the police's hands. It's more of a private right, matter. Right. I'll decide how much, Yeah. you know, she should have. So I was supposed to go to that, but I was already on the plane oh. to come here. Yeah. So you just reminded him that he has to go deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe they she's, think she's you fled. Kid. Maybe they're like, he fled. He's, he fled the country. He's guilty. 
Let's put an extradition treaty out. Yeah. I'll tell you what. No, because I think I told yeah. them while I said I was, I'm, I'm going to Canada, so if you're going to yeah. do it, make sure. And I guess they, I don't know. I'll tell you what, you can have that 20 bucks for the negotiations. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Cool. No, thanks. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, maybe, maybe rip through another one. Yeah, let's do one more. All I, right. I didn't flatten her, by the way. She hit me. Let's just make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, hit yeah. Me. Oh, yeah, we should say that. Yeah. Shouldn't she pay for damage then? Well, it might be my fault because I kind of went in front of her. Oh, yeah. okay. You'll be the good guy. Cool. So, uh, Cesario JPN says, uh, Winston's video about milk powder and Ferro uh, Rocher chocolate smuggling must have tipped off CBP of the, in the Chinese government that the Chinese government is doing that travel notice. Yeah. yeah. Did I read that wrong? I don't know. If no, I... That's right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, that is a huge thing. It's, they that's... freaking love Ferrero Rocher's. Yeah, yeah. And you know those little gold chocolates? Yeah, They're yeah. everywhere. They're like currency. The yeah. Case. yeah, they're currency. Well, I did that whole video yeah, about yeah. it, you know. And Australia in particular was getting really pissed off because all the milk powder was being Oh, snatched, not for, they weren't writing out of Ferrero Rocher's. No. <laughs> no, those are limitless. Yeah. 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 Excellent. All right. Cool. All right. Let's hit our next segment, dude. Let's do that. Next segment, of course, is Guanxi Corner. Now, this is where we uh, read a question and try our best to answer a question of somebody who's having an issue with a relationship mm -hmm. in China. And this one came from Patreon. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Dear All righty. Let me bring it up here. So this should be an easy one for you guys. I fell in love with a Chinese girl in Chongqing. She tells me that uh, she tells me she comes from a traditional family, but the relationship moved way faster than I was expecting. Everything's totally fine, except that the fact that after seven, even after seven months, she won't let me meet her friends or family. And even weirder, she won't hold hands with me in public. She's adamant that she has, uh, she has to walk separately from, from me in public. Is this normal? What should I do? Okay. That is an easy one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's girls, just so... Way, good choice. Yeah, Chongqing girls, are, they can be very yeah, pretty. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, so um, that's the point. There's a couple things we can say about this. Number one, uh, it's actually quite normal. Mm. Um, so don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> it, took, it took a long time before my wife... Uh would tell any of her friends or family Same. that she was dating a foreigner. Um, it's one of those things that they're taking a risk and mm -hmm. you have to understand in Chinese society how discriminatory they are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that if they went ahead and said, oh, they're dating a foreigner, but they weren't 100% sure. Like she only told them when we got engaged, right. basically. So it was before she was 100% sure that it was going somewhere because otherwise she wouldn't want to have to go through all the hassle of explaining yeah. it to her family and friends. Right. I, I remember specifically when I first started dating my wife, you know, before yeah. pre-wife, yeah. um, <laughs> we would have to go meet in other parts of the city because my apartment was actually where she grew up, right? So all our family members live around there. Right. And so we'd go to restaurants and stuff way far away, but we still would get, like, recognized by our family members. And as soon as they saw that, they didn't say anything. They didn't approach us. They just looked, they glared, and then they told everyone in the family. And shit hit the fan, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She tried to hide it for so long, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's normal. Mm -hmm. um, Taiwanese girls like that, too. Yeah, I, I never had to deal with the whole, like, not holding hands, like, a few paces ahead. But I did see that quite often when foreigners dated Chinese girls yeah. or, or men, yeah. even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. I had to deal with that. Yeah, I, had a, oh, I, okay. I had a girlfriend like that, and it, would, it made me feel so. It really was like a gut punch. Mm. It's it's actually a very not not a very good feeling. It's, it's like they're ashamed that you're yeah, with you. Yeah, they're ashamed like to the, be with you, and exactly. that's that's the worst part. It's like um, oh, you're a white pig. Well, it's because yeah. they get shamed. Like when they tell their parents, their parents are like, oh, hmm, I mean, a the, foreigner. Huh? <laughs> the thing is, they they will get dirty looks on the yeah, street yeah, and stuff like too. that. You know, yeah. it does we've been happen. harassed quite a bit by Chinese men. Yeah, going to dinner with like Vivian stuff. The waitress is like. Waitress is like, I don't know. Did you tell the AC story? I don't know if that's too long. Which one? 
the guys that came in and installed your AC, and they were like, oh, you took another one from us or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Took another one of our women, yeah, yeah, eh? Yeah. There's one less in the, in the pond. Yeah, and you're like, what the What? Hell, it's man. my wife, dude. Yeah, I know. Put, put my AC in. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. What am I paying you for? Yeah. Anyway, what's our advice for this guy? Uh, look, advice is, look, you just have to deal with it. If you really want to be with this girl and, you know, you love her and stuff, you're just going to have to deal with it, basically. But also set some ground rules, mm. you know. Uh, for me, it's all basically up to your own pride. If you if your pride will allow you to continue this clandestine crap, <laughs> cloak and dagger, because I, I absolutely just draw the line at that. At least be able to hold your damn hand and not yeah. walk paces behind you or whatever, because that's just stupid. That's the worst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. I mean, not telling the parents and, and stuff. I understand that. Yeah. I know. wanted to get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, don't jump the gun. This guy says she won't intru introduce me to her family. Like, yo, slow your slow roll, man, because that's marriage material exactly. right there. Yeah. Unless you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. What's your advice? Uh, same, just roll the punches. I do agree. I think that you should be able to hold her hands and walk with her. That's fine. Mm. You, might, you might have a chance to encounter with her family and it all falls apart. I don't know. But I think that's a bit much. I think you you should be accepting and understanding of her culture. But there's a, there's there's a, a cutoff there's a point where there's you're going to have to, yeah. The thing so. is, if she's going to be involved with the foreigner, she should know. She should own she up should to know, it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like if she's going to be um, filthying herself by, you know, Dating a foreigner, just get get all in it. In it, I think. Yeah. I think rub, it's rub that, that filth all over yourself. I think it's more that they're just ter <laughs> terrified of their family, right? And we know that yeah, in all of our situations. And, yeah. and look, the societal judgment is harsh. It can be it very, is. very, very yeah. harsh it in is. China. So I understand it, but yeah, yeah, that, tough one. It, mm -hmm. I think he's he'll do okay. They're not yeah. gonna break up over this. No, hope not. I don't think so. Hope not. But thank you for the patron uh, question for Guanxi Corner, and just in time for a super chat. Yeah, it's true. Indeed. Um, we actually don't have that many. Okay. We just have... Uh, Way to break my heart. Yeah. Marcin Sibila, he says, does Taiwan have the same issue with white beggars? That doesn't... Okay. White beggars. Um, oh, I know white beggars. We'll call them... What's it? Beg packers? Beg packers. Yeah. Beg packers. You know beg packers. Yeah. yeah. Taipei's got a lot of them. Yeah. And Gaoxiong. Yeah. I don't know if they're... Like, they do stuff. Like, uh, I remember in Gaoxiong, there was a guy who juggled. He had, like, long hair. Right. You know, the classic, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he had, like, his hat out. He was, like, doing something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind I, of, don't, like I don't think you're allowed to legally panhandle in a, in a foreign country. I don't think you are. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure you can't. Oh, they did try that for a very short time in Shenzhen. Yeah. Remember saw, that dude yeah. selling his photographs? Yeah, selling photos. So you'll have, like, a... A dreadlock. They always got dreadlocks for yeah, some reason. It like, is a thing. Yeah, a guy with dreadlocks and his, um, you know, dreadlock girlfriend, and they'd sit there and roll out a, like a mat and have some random Polaroid pictures and like, take any for free, but pay for the ones you want or something like that. You right. Know? It's like, but you know what's scary is if you do that in China, if you're trying to give away something fairly like, I made these handicrafts or bracelets that actually took you time, yeah. and you're like, these are free, but feel free to get. No, no it's giving you money. Take it. No, they just take it. They <laughs> just take it. In Taiwan, they will. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing is. Um, I saw they, they twice I ran into mm. that. Um, but they get sh shut down so quickly in China because a massive crowd will form. Yes. Right. And then security comes there. And they probably that. And, mess, and they yeah. also realize, I think the bagpackers realize this is a bad idea because right. also everyone just grabs them for yeah. free anyway. So they yeah. can't make any money. Yeah. You know what? The biggest, uh, the, the biggest concentration of bagpackers I've ever seen is in Thailand. Okay. When I was traveling around Thailand, man, they are everywhere. They're like playing like didgeridoos and like not wearing shoes yeah. and like drumming around and stuff but at least they were kind of doing something yeah at least i wanted to show, you know? bring this back to chinese beggars most of them don't do anything other than like look disabled yeah. even though they're not sure right yeah. they just like yeah some of them looks are. Like it looks like some of them are yeah yeah of course but listen some of them actually do something 
So they'll sing or they'll play an instrument and they don't know how. Oh, and when I say that, I mean yeah. they never. It's like those violin things. Oh my yeah. god! Or, yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, that guy is so bad. He's got a loudspeaker. It's yeah. like, dude, don't nothing, do it. Nothing ruins yeah. a nice atmosphere of like a lake and a little pagoda right. and then yeah. this. You're like, oh no! I think he's expecting people to pay him to shut up. Mm. <laughs> That's what I do. I would. That's what the child beggars do. They grab onto your leg with a flower. Yeah, yeah. Flowers yeah that happened them. to you on the subway. Yeah, right? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when I first moved to China, they're everywhere, and they you pay him money to release your leg. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But there was that white beggar that I busted on the train. Oh, that guy. Was Remember a that douchebag. guy? Total weird about that. This guy, um, he would only go up to other foreigners though, and he would hand. He handed me a little piece of paper in German. It was written in German. I'm like, dude, I, I can't read German. Right. But he, he spoke English. Um, anyway, the thing is, what he'd do is he, he had the same story for everyone. He's like, oh, my wallet was stolen by some Chinese guys, and I, I just need 20 RMB. It's such a it's small amount. 20, right? I don't know why. He's just yeah. accumulating. Yeah, it's like, I need 20 RMB <laughs> to, to get a bus <laughs> ticket or something. Get yeah. Bounce, yeah, I guess so, yeah. The yeah. thing is, like... I followed him once. I actually made a video about it at some point. I followed him and I took photos of the guy and he was just casing the subway. So he'd get off at one station because you can get on the subway and just get off and on wherever you want. So you just need to go in once and get out once. And he'd just stop off and get on. And any foreigner that he saw, he'd approach them. And yeah. a lot of them would give him money. Yeah. Um, and then I, I bumped into him and I actually started filming him and he realized who I was because obviously he knows that YouTube, yeah. Yeah. And, and he was like oh, oh and then he just went into this weird religious tirade about Jesus Christ and really stuff. Oh yeah my God. he just went completely weird I was like so why is it that you do this and he's like oh I'm just spreading the, the word of Jesus and you know. I'll tell you what he's not very happy with you now because no. every publication ran with <laughs> yeah. it, your video yeah, yeah exactly and they're like watch out for this watch man out but for he, this said, guy. he kept trying yeah he did <sighs> Didn't he get into a fight or something people. over uh, this? Yeah, he, he got into some kind of trouble. But then I saw him in Hong Kong. He went to uh. Hong Kong. So I was in Hong Kong, and the same guy, and he walked up to me, and he saw me, and I was like, oh, it's you again. And he turned around and just hightailed it out of there. <laughs> How would he convince you? He was like, oh, some Hong Kongese people took my wallet. No, they didn't. No, of course <laughs> It's <not>. Hong Kong. <laughs> it's a different world. Yeah, it's totally impossible. Yeah, I had that happen in Taipei, though. I don't know if I have time to tell the story, but yeah. Yeah, you can just pop yeah, it. Go for it. Was, it was like this, this Indian guy, I guess. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I was walking around, I was trying to meet my friend, and he comes up with like this little booklet, and he's like, you look, uh, I can tell by the way your eyes are positioned around your forehead that you have a strong like intuition, like you're going to have a, like, okay. a long future, whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, Canada. I was like, oh, okay, beautiful. He's like, I want you to write down any number, whatever. This I'm like, God damn, like, I got to go. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just leave me alone. I'm too polite to like say right. no or like to go, you know? Because right. yeah. he's just shooting you all these compliments, right? And yeah, you, yeah. you can see right through it. Um, but anyways, and he eventually does this thing where he matches the number of my paper on the one I wrote down. Right. He's like, listen, I'm going to go to Canada. If you could just put some money in here, help me pay for the ticket. The I coup really de gras. I'm going to go yeah. see my sister there. And I was the, like, the real, the real answer to this, you, you gave him money? I gave him like 100 NT, and I turned, he's like, that's a really small amount. You should put a little more in there. What? what? And I was like, Taking are you? Piss. Yeah, I just wanted to smack that thing out of his hands or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I just like, awful. yeah. Let's go hey, find him. You know, we forgot yeah, to, we forgot to play the uh, Trade War song. Oh! Guys, can I introduce this? Yeah. To round off Soft Power Hour, we wanted to give you guys, you always like, what kind of Chinese music do you like? I want to show you my new favorite song. Yeah. The Chinese government just put out, um, I think it's a retired soldier or something, put yeah. out a propaganda song about the trade war with America. Oh and you will God. recognize this type of tune immediately. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, turn down that yeah, let's, volume uh, so we don't get echo. We're good. Let's do this. Let's have a little listen. Trade war. Not afraid of it. Oh, 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 o
So this is a retired official who wrote the lyrics. Belt and road is connecting. If the perpetrator wants to fight, you beat him out of his wits. This isn't like the actual video that goes with it, right? Yeah, it is. This is the proper the proper what? video. Yeah. So it got more than 100,000 views like right off the bat. Yeah, that's obviously You're such a, a You're a brave patriotic warrior. Good song. We are, we are fired, fired up. up. Everyone fights for the country. Support domestic products. Boycott Western goods. Oh boycott goodness. Western goods. Yes, let's boycott. I am not disappointed with this masterpiece. It has all the elements I expected. The communist fist, military rhythm, and catchy lyrics. A new ringtone. <laughs> I'm going to bump bump this in Chinatown tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I thought it was hilarious. Yes. It, it's so, so old school, like uh, Soviet era, or yeah. 1950s, 1960s mm-hmm. kind of. And I wanted to tie this in. I actually knew a guy. I was trying to record a song in Huizhou. Mm-hmm. And the only guy that had a proper recording studio was a, uh, he wrote communist music. Okay. Just like this. That was his only job. Yeah. Some 40-year-old man, he had a beautiful studio and he just made propaganda songs. There's literally people that just get paid by the government to do that. Mm-hmm. So he had a government-sponsored thing. So he goes, so you want to record a song? Let, let me hear it, right? It was in English, right? I was there with Jason. Mm-hmm. He's like, Absolutely not. If you're singing in English, you're not recording here. You're not. You're not helping China and our Chinese people. He kicked me out. Really? Yeah. And he goes, if you're a, if you were a student and you wanted to learn about how good China is and you were singing in Chinese, I would have done it for free. But you're not using my studio. And he just kicked me out. He's from Hainan. This guy. Oh, God. This sucks, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was yeah. very much just like that. That guy might. It might have been that guy. Yeah. Anyway, do you think? Um, was he a brave patriotic warrior? He was so brave, dude. <laughs> Uh, anyway, do you do you think America would have a state-sponsored song about the trade yeah. war with what do you China? Have, like Yankee Doodle, as far as like yeah. <laughs> he went to town, you know? Yeah, he's riding on a pony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stuck a Huawei in his pocket. And <laughs> a macaroni. Oh, I, I have to mention this while we have Huawei as a subject. They, sure. they contacted me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We wanted to Huawei, mention this. Huawei uh, contacted me and they want me to do a video for them. Mm. Because they saw my videos about cell phones and stuff, so I might take them up on that. Do they realize what a, a rat's nest they're about to walk oh into? Oh my god! Well, they mean, obviously didn't do the research. No, but the thing is, like, I don't mind doing a video about a Huawei product. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Totally won't be uh, motivated about criticism of Huawei. No, <laughs> no. I got approached by Didi the other day. Oh really? I was like, guys, do you know what kind of channel I'm in? Yeah, what, what I do? But it does show the disconnect like we've yeah. spoken before. The hierarchy. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, oh, these guys make a video. Oh, he did a thing about cell phones. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. super jets. Oh no. Well, first off, okay, before we move on, I was uh, we have to shout out Less Janky, no, who less dropped janky dropped us fifty bucks just out. Of, he didn't even ask a question. He just. Woo! Yeah. Less Janky, thank you so much. Um, so much more Janky. <laughs> And then on the note, uh, this is my own question that I it occurred to me when you were telling that story. How, like, do you think there's a, a good amount of people who are in the communist government or even work for the government, like that guy? Mm-hmm. Like, he, on like, sure, it's messed up what that he kicked you out and everything, but in a way, he's, like, a very principled man. Like, okay. do you think he was a bad person? Like, I, I, I wonder how many people work for the communist regime and just like don't even realize they think that they're doing something good for like their country and all that. Okay, DM, I actually really like that question because I am I was super unfair. I actually wanted to finish off by saying, this is very genuine heartfelt, I think he was a really good guy 
he was very driven. He comps all these students trying to record music and stuff. He was very nice and polite in the beginning. He didn't say like, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? I really think he believed in what he was doing. Mm. And I have another guy I met. I went to the Chairman Mao Museum in Inner Mongolia. Of all places, why would they it's put really it there? Weird. Anyway, he's running this Chairman Mao Museum where they has wax statues of Chairman Mao. Yeah. This guy was like my age, right? Mm -hmm. He was true red communist. Like he was like, don't look at Mao in the wrong angle. Like, please stand here. You don't keep him out of frame. Almost like Kim Jong-il, yeah, Kim Jong-un yeah, yeah, shit. Sure. And I was kind of like, dude, you're taking the piss, man. Yeah. I just want to take a picture of Wax Mouth, man. <laughs> and, wax Mouth. Yeah, but here, here he is. And he was very, he, you know, fixing my collar and stuff, making sure it was appropriate. And he wasn't being mean. He actually believed in it. Sure. It's He's not a bad out, man. Yeah, yeah right. sure. I mean, if that's your belief, if you strongly believe in something, nothing wrong with it. I don't that. think it's right. Yeah. But I, I wasn't offended. Right? Sure. Sure. Yeah, good question. Good question. Um, so next, we'll move on to Daniel P., uh, gives 20 bucks very generous. He says a lot of people come to the US and gain weight because of the amount of food and type of food we serve Did you guys or wives notice any change after moving to the USA? Or do you recall any dietary issues when you moved to China originally? Okay, I'll, I'll let you you're a new arriver. Why don't you yeah. t why don't you talk about portion Fresh sizes? Yeah, yeah. Like, again, I'm not here for very long, so I won't notice any weight changes. I hope <laughs> um, <laughs> But you guys have been taking me some fantastic restaurants really good food like don't get me yeah. wrong American food is American barbecue, oh my god, you gotta take that yeah. ribs away. Anyways, oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, gotta um, try it out. But the portion sizes, oh, that's not a stereotype, that's true. I yeah. don't know how yeah. people can finish all the food on the plate, and I feel bad because I don't want to waste it. But right. It's like, good God, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Um, I would say, like, just to, to answer this question about us, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think the weight gain after coming to America was the fact that I finally don't have diarrhea every day. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I'm like, I actually absorb my nutrients for the first time yeah. in my life. You know what I mean? You don't have the pile anymore. I don't have the pile anymore. Long, and it's probably too gross to talk yeah, about yeah, on the yeah. podcast, but number, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. number two, um, it's also given me the motivation to, to actually work out. So we're mm -hmm. going to the gym now. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah. What about you? Well, for me, the, the biggest lifestyle change is you don't walk anymore. Um, right. And that's the thing. When I was in China, I would walk t at least 20,000 steps a day. You know, you know, when your phone started to yeah. record that stuff. I think I did 80,000 one day, you know, Jeez. just doing B-roll. Taiwan, yeah. or sorry, China's very set up for walking. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. very good for walking. And even though the, you use public transport a lot, you just take it from one spot to another, then you just walk. Right. So I was used to getting a lot of walking done during the day. But as soon as you come to uh, America, you have to drive. Mm -hmm. You just don't have a yeah. choice. You have to drive everywhere. So you get used to being sedentary, basically. Right. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, Taiwan's probably the, oh, the worst example. Of, you're going to gain weight in Taiwan because I everyone... Am. Everyone rides scooters everywhere, even yeah. if it's 100 meters even, away. They hate walking. And yeah. there's no sidewalks and stuff. There's no sidewalks. Yeah. They hate walking. And, and the weather's too high. I it's can't too do hot. my runs. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't think it's a dietary thing. I think you're right. I think it's an activity thing. Because yeah. dietary, people it's think both. that Chinese food's so yeah. healthy and it's, it's so good so for you. Nice. So it's very it's greasy, no, it's oily. Rice yeah. and carbs. And you come here to America and you get like fresh veg, you know, yeah. right. and meat yeah. and like yeah. proper nutrients. And yeah, and your body like takes that. Everything's super delicious and there's so much choice. Okay, seriously, how many times in China, I don't want to sound like denigrating it, but how many times in China had, did you get to a point where you're like, there is nothing to eat? Like you get to that point, you just want like a crisp, clean sandwich or something. Yeah. You know, you try, you're used to all the restaurants in your area. You like them. 
but you just want something different, but yeah. you just can't because everything's kind of yeah. similar. It's like those three prawn restaurants next to each other. Yeah. You're like, God damn it, I don't <laughs> want prawns. You know, it's, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a weighted question because we've all been. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just on my road where I lived. Remember that road? Mm-hmm. They would the, the restaurants would all copy each other. So they, yeah. they'd be like, noodles aren't fashion. We're like, oh, cool, oh, noodles or whatever. Now, yeah. whatever yeah. But then it's malatang. Then it's only crayfish. And they all copy each other. I'm like, I can't eat that every day. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. You know? Yeah, it's we did. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But there's anyway. this big, big difference is when you first get to China, it's a, it's a massive like exploration of yeah. different cuisines. It's really there's fun. There's so many different things, and yeah. you get to learn which, you know, cuisines you like. Yeah, like which Dongbei food yeah. or Xinjiang food right. or hot pot or whatever. You go through all the list, and it's fun, yeah. and you get mm. to know it. But then you finally get to a point where you've tried everything, and you've got your favorites, but you still want something else, and that's the difference I find about America is that you have the choice of everything you have regional chinese yes. cuisine yes if yeah, i took that's my so weird. yeah there's a hunan restaurant yeah. i was like what the hell i right. took my wife to a really nice sichuan restaurant the other day I took in her la food, right yeah, yeah. And took her to a fantastic dim sum place mm. you know and uh you got all the different regional foods anyway a good dongbei place as yeah. well so you've got all the different chinese foods here but then you also have really good japanese food right and then you indian also have food. indian food italian mexican. food mexican food western food right french food Whatever, because right. French aren't Western. No, just kidding. But, you know. This guy, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that the fact is you, you have a lot more choice. Yeah. China's got a massive like amount of foods, but guess what? You can find pretty much all of those here, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're authentic because it's the real immigrants it's that actually, came over. Yes, it's actually better. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's like it really is. It's yeah. the, the authentic immigrants came here. Right from Hunan or Sichuan or whatever, and they start their own restaurant, and they use the they proper ingredients, and they get yeah. all the fresh vegetables and meats locally sourced. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So Chinese food in America, for me, is better than Chinese food in China. Right. I, do, I do miss the food in China. Though. I, I do. I'm nostalgic. Yeah. Good yeah. It's, sure. it's nostalgic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so I, hopefully that answered that. We should probably hit our last segment. Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to move on. But first, I think we need to acknowledge Dan Ferentz, who gave us $200. What? By far the biggest super chat we've ever had. I'm over here crapping myself this whole time you guys were having that, that discussion. Uh, he just said some dinner funds for you guys. Did you hear about the U.S. canceling rocket launches from Taiwan recently? Holy wow. crap. Thank you so much. Thank I actually you. know who Dan Ferentz is. Super cool guy. I chat yeah. with him. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Dan. dude. Holy crap. Dan, that's, that's super, super, super generous. Thank you so wow. much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. know that Dan's my favorite subscriber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to iPhone him first. Yeah. yeah. No, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, rocket launches. You would, I guess you would know about that. I didn't know about that. Uh, I don't know. It depends how I haven't been in Taiwan about, what, a couple of weeks. So yeah, Unless true. it's super recent, I probably wouldn't have known. But that kind of happens sometimes. Like yeah. the, the weapons deals that Taiwan and America have are kind of always yeah. all over the place. They, yeah. Sometimes it makes the news. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about it, though. We'll look it up. Yeah. Oh, I did dude. see missiles a lot when I was riding around yeah. Taiwan. You, you go, them, yeah, yeah, you go near uh, bases, and you'll see actual missile installations, yeah. which is kind of weird because you don't actually see those in China. They're hidden. You always hear about them. They're like, "Oh, Ch- China has tons of missiles pointed right at Taiwan. Why would you live there?" It's like I didn't see any. Right. Like, I lived in southern Guangdong. I mean, ob- obviously right. they have them, but you know, Chinese military bases aren't as open, you know, as they are in Taiwan. Mm. You can't just drive past and look in. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're up well, in the mountains. Well, the airport kind of yeah. was. Yeah, uh, you had to go through military checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Dan. Uh, yes, last segment. Amazing. Our last segment, which is worldview, where we talk about something that's going on in the world and uh, still usually, related to China. Usually, we have this disclaimer every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's go to the pictures. And the next picture is we're talking about this buddy system. Um, yeah, I'll just go through this. <laughs> where was that in Shandong? Yeah, Shandong. Okay. So um, let's set this up. 
I've actually been a student in a Chinese university. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I wish they did this for me, but they didn't. But what they've done in Shandong is for all the international students that are arriving there, uh, most of them look like they come from the Middle East and, mm -hmm. and that Egypt sort of thing. And stuff, Egypt yeah. and so on. They set them up with three study buddies. Hmm. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, each, so I don't, like I, yeah each. I don't understand why it's three and not just one, because that would make sense. Hmm. And the role of these three study buddies are to introduce them to Chinese culture and to like help them settle and gotcha. help them free friend. You know. A free yeah, friend. It's basically, yeah. It's I suppose it's a really nice way. Uh, China can be incredibly daunting as a foreigner yeah. because especially with the language barrier. Right. And stuff. But it just so happens that. And this is just quite natural. I'm sure you guys have realized this as well. But most of the students that are out there trying to learn uh, learn English and be like buddy buddy with foreigners and stuff are usually women, not men. Yeah, it's yeah. usually the case. Usually, women study English yeah. as yeah. opposed to men in China. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what was happening in here is that the majority of these study buddies would end up being female. Mm. Okay. So you get like three women assigned to one foreign man, and of course. This somehow got into the press and outraged all of the netizens, and they were like, "How dare you do this? What are you doing?" It's you know, because they they think it's as if the university is like basically prostituting Chinese women to these men, right? Which is not the case. They're just there to help them study and all that. Right. So they've come under fire, um, and uh, well, you can just imagine the kind of things that's going on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like. Language exchange, more like fluid exchange. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know the old trope, though. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm actually going to shit on foreigners a little bit. Mm -hmm. This whole thing, when they go over there, they learn real, a lot of them will learn real quick. They're like, oh, yeah, let's have language exchange. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they prey on that. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So, I mean, I, first of all, I do think it's a very weird practice, but apparently the university's been doing this for years, and it's not nothing unusual for them, but it's just happened to make the news. Okay. And so now they're under fire from I gotcha. everyone. Um, this is not an isolated case. I know about this study buddy program in a bunch yeah. of universities. Let's hit the next picture. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, just so you can you can kind of see what it's what it's all about. Um, I found I found uh, you know my my time in the university in the Shenzhen University was actually really nice. Mm -hmm. I found the the teachers especially incredibly friendly. Um, right. Uh, I had one teacher who was just so nice and looked after all the students really well. She even like um, she would bring snacks and stuff to the class for us, and she knew that I liked coffee, and she kind of like on the side bought me a whole bunch of like Korean coffee that she'd gotten. It's like here's a gift for you now. Super, super nice stuff like nice. this. Really, they, they did a lot to make the foreigners feel welcome. welcome yeah. And I really appreciated that. That's a lot, cool. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I had a good time in the Shenzhen University. It was great. Yeah, it's a good school. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't go to one of those terrible ones. Yeah, well, Shenzhen University is like, that's where the, the owner of Tencent right. studied, you know. It's a pretty prestigious place. Sure. Yeah, what a great company really, that is. Yeah, it's totally awesome, man. <laughs> totally awesome, Tencent. Totally, totally awesome. It. And no one knows me better than Tencent. <laughs> I, that's a shirt yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i know i'm giving you all my merch ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's um, brilliant that's brilliant anyway yeah i mean i don't really care about this this is go for it do the study buddies whatever they want to do it's not like i mean if they're taking no, advantage of them look, that's the, bad, the, but like the whole reason why i wanted to cover the story right. is i wanted to show just how reactionary and kind of um how quick people are to suddenly look down on foreigners and be anti-foreigner because if you uh, started to see the kind of reaction that this this article got sure the people are going crazy they're like how dare you give these foreign devils you know our, our women, women yeah. and stuff oh, that like that whole thing it, it got really xenophobic very quickly and that's something that i've been noticing a lot recently in china and this is absolutely true i've been living in china for 14 and a half years it's been a fantastic experience 
Of course, there's been little xenophobic things here and there, but lately, in the last three or four years, it's been ramping up huge. Mm -hmm. There have been foreigners that have been beaten to death. Yeah. It doesn't make the news that much. Okay, we've seen the WeChat videos. We know it's true. There, there's all sorts of things where like people will gang up on the foreigner just like that because this anti-foreign rhetoric is in the zeitgeist. It's in the it's in the air. It's in the atmosphere. So yeah. it's very quick. They very quickly jump to these kind of um, you know anger mobs, and you got to watch out if you're a foreigner. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it could it could maybe, and you can totally call me out if I'm wrong. But the fact that those foreigners, I think, were kind of like brown. They have this other idea of like brown people being like anyone from oh, the Middle yeah, East. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gonna, like, you can't just Chinese people can't go to India. or They can't go there because they're right. just going to get raped immediately. Yeah, that's step right. off the plane, boom, you're right. done. You absolutely, know? it's part of that whole discrimination. Like, be, yeah, that might have something yeah. to do with that. I don't know. That's, that's a good possible. point. Yeah. That's a good point. Totally cool. possible. Shall we hit our Q and A? It's Q and A time. Questions where we answer your questions, super chats and otherwise. We are running out of time, so we better rip through these. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> okay, so Pagos says, "Hey guys, how's it going? Met Prozzi and Hain on one time and had a question." What do you guys think about the EF drug situation in? I can I don't even want to mispronounce it. Shuzhou. Oh, I know I know this guy. Actually. This is this he is. You in this is exactly yeah. what I just talked about. This anti-foreigner thing that's going. Yeah, on. I don't know his yeah. name, so I'm not really sure. Um, maybe you can tell what happened in Suzhou. Uh, they just rounded up a bunch of foreigners, 18 foreigners, and they drug tested them. Um, whether they actual had actually had drugs in their system or not, we will never know. Yeah. Right? Probably did. Maybe, Probably. maybe. They could have. But they basically just wiped out an entire EF branch, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it was obviously retaliatory again. It's like, look at all these drugs. No Chinese people do drugs. No Chinese people are, are drug dealers. It's always these English teacher forms. Exactly. Well, they, yeah. When you get those nightclub raids, you know, yeah, they go they in those black... Yeah, they block the door and you got to pee. They dress in, yeah, exactly. They dress in those black SWAT teams. Mm. Yeah. Shut down the music. Turn on the lights. Um, used to happen in a few places in Joe. Mm. And it's just because that's where the foreigners go on. They're like, well, the foreigners are doing drugs. Right, right. You know, the problem is, it, it's probably true. I've made a video about this before, but foreigners in China, they, they, they become too cocky and mm. too self-confident because when you're in China, you can get away with just living life the way you want to. You can be a drunken fool. Like I said before, you wander around drunk on the streets. You can cause crap. And you're normally left alone because you're a foreigner. But they sure. start to think... And they get so freaking arrogant about it. And they're like, oh, I can just smoke weed out in public, you know, at a bar. And I've been at some tables where they'll just light a joint and start passing it around. I'm like, dude, I'm out of here and I'll just leave. Because, yeah. you know, as soon as you get associated with yeah, them, it's like, so you're going to go down too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, and then they're like, oh, you, you pussy, you know, like we can, yeah. we've been doing this for years. And <laughs> it's like, you, really, you, you, are you really going to take that kind of a massive risk in mm. China, mm. taking drugs mm -hmm. in public? It's a death mm. penalty, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's happened to a couple of friends of mine where they've been caught. And they were like, holy crap, you know, like now I'm yeah. in real trouble. And so they get detained and they get deported and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, so when they rounded all these guys up, they rounded up the English first teachers and some foreign students. You know, we're just talking about foreign students. Some good press for you guys at EF. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know they took out an ad campaign on their our videos. Yeah. They're like, China's not as bad as people say. Come teach at EF. <laughs> English first, really? Yeah. And it, and it like only ran on ours. It only ran on ours. It's really funny. We cost them like a million dollars in advertising. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it may actually have been. Uh, I don't want to say, but it could have even been some kind of retaliation against foreign students as well. Maybe. I'm not. I wouldn't Pro be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, the thing is, a bunch of the guys that were caught were foreign students studying at the university sure. there. It's not, not related yeah. to EF, but right. they just all hang out together. So they would all take, obviously smoke weed together, whatever right. it is. But you have to understand in China that if you've got, and they take hair follicle samples as right. well. So you can have drugs in your system from like 
And when you smoke you back home, it's legal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll test your hair, and if it's in there, then you know you're screwed too. So they they're actually going out and they're targeting foreign bars at the moment. Way more than it yeah. used to be. And yeah. it's part of this whole trade war thing. It's part of yeah. all this tit for tat crap. You're just going to get caught up in this whole thing and be a pawn because mm. as soon as they can point fingers and say, "Look at these bad foreigners. They come to China and they take drugs." They break our laws. Mm. It makes them feel good. It bolsters their message to the local people. It's something they can splash in the newspaper and say, right. look at these bad foreigners that we caught taking drugs. And right. it makes them feel good. And yeah. it's it's just it's like such low-hanging fruit. Just right. don't don't be there. Don't be smoking weed. And exactly. Stuff. Don't it, give me that nonsense. Like, I don't care. Maybe if you have, like, long hair and, like, a beach shirt and you're in your 1970s Volkswagen down by the beach and you're like, I love drugs. It's not that big of a deal. I do it all the time and it's fine. It's not like that in China. No. That's a horrible yeah, It doesn't matter what your idea is. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to be an anti-weed narc boy over here. I don't yeah. care if people smoke weed or not. Yeah. The yeah. problem is, is that they really, really try to bring that morality and yeah. righteousness over to China and, and be like, I can do it at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to get deported. Yeah. Yeah. Or go to like a firing squad. <laughs> yeah. Fun. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but LSD's not so fun anymore. He's a trip uh, we sound very out of touch with drugs. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's because we don't smoke weed. But we don't I understand. Do drugs, like, yeah. Don't do it in China, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy if it's, you do. It's a bad idea. And it, it, that was a very good thing to bring up because it is very recent and it just shows the ongoing crackdown mm. on foreign bars, specifically places where mm. foreigners hang out. And mm. they are rounding them up. And you don't have any rights. Mm. You can't be like, oh, no, I don't consent to a search. It doesn't work that way. No, you they stand there. They watch <laughs> you pee. Yeah. They actually stand yeah. there and watch you urinate. because They'll they freaking hold sure it for you. Well, it's yeah. because they used to change the, the bladder thing. They'd have their yeah, buddy yeah. who wasn't yeah, doing yeah. the drugs pee, and they'd get, yeah. get away scot-free. The old pee switch. That. Yeah, 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 so now they actually stand and watch you pee. Yeah. I get bladder shy if I uh, stage fright. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. They, they force you to drink a lot of water because I know people mm. who went through this. So mm. it's like if they can't pee, then they'll make you drink like a big two liter bottle of water and just stand there and wait until you pee. And they yeah. watch you pee. Nice. And they watch the women pee too. You know? Really? Yes. Like the dudes? No, they'll send no, a woman pee. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're at least but, a little. Yeah. yeah, but they still watch them pee. You can't get away with anything. And like I said, the hair follicle test and stuff too is, you know, impossible to get away from yeah and especially like if let's just say i smoked weed 90 days ago in america and then i go travel to china i'm, I'm liable to get deported yeah, i've heard stories of that happening to people where yeah. They yeah. yeah dude come the first day he arrived and he yeah. went to a bar and they raided it oh no yeah so he didn't first he didn't day. smoke in china no no <laughs> that's, that's, sucks. that's like the worst thing so you get put, put in like their drug rehab detention mm-hmm. for two weeks or whatever it is and then you get put into it's like another, a re-education thing. yeah then you get yeah. put into another like thing and then you get deported right so this guy was only going to be here for a short time anyway it's like stopover type thing Got busted and had to stay in China for like a month or whatever. Some getting deported. Some unlucky goon ever. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, have the luck of the Irish. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's question. Rip, rip through these. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Heath Runyon says, "What's your favorite beer here in the USA?" And let's. I think we should hear from Prozzy first since he's the new arrival. Gosh, I don't know. What have I had? We shocked up. We... Yeah, shocked up. Oh God, you always thought about that shocked up. It was good. It was fine. I don't know because you're gonna uh, make us lose so much faith. I know. Well, we don't, we haven't really been drinking that much beer. No, no. To be honest. Yeah. I'd like to try more American beer. I'd, you like you like that question. ballast point last night? That was pretty good. That was very good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, that was good. I just don't know what it was called. Yeah. Um, my favorite is called. Uh, it's got Abraham Lincoln on it, and it's got hops on it. That's my favorite one. You guys will know if you're beer fans. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite in America? It's tough because 
my favorite beers in America are not American beers. Mm -hmm. American beers, are, sorry to say, um, are mostly IPA these days. And I don't like the taste of IPA. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. I can drink it and you can drink it all you want. But it's just for me, I, it's just too bitter. I can't enjoy it. I like a lager or a Pilsner. Yeah. So what I always end up drinking in America is either like Sapporo Premium. Mm, yeah, Japanese or, beers. Yeah, yeah. Or Dos Equis. Yeah. I love Dos Equis. I think it's amazing. Or a number of different uh, Mexican beers I find really nice. Okay. But I've yet to find a good American lager that I can really enjoy. Just tons of microbreweries that make great ones. I know, but we're not talking about microbrews stuff. Because oh, like then you have to like brands. go to like a specialty shop to right, get it. Right, right, gotcha. Um, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like, if I had to go into a bar right now and order a pint and just sit down, it'd probably be like Coors Light, dude. Yeah. Sorry it's to not, say. It's I, Sorry to say, It's man. fine for day drinking, but it's yeah. not something that I look forward to having. No, Can sure. we change the topic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love beer. It's my thing. Right. But, you yeah. know, i got to be able to just enjoy lots of it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. yeah I usually drink Japanese beer. I don't drink yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Brian just says Woot. $2. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pagos. When do you think China will kick all of, all of us out? I'm assuming he's referring to expats. That's the same guy, yeah, the guy in Hunan. Um, I don't know. There's no, there can't be a time on that, right? Yeah, you can look at history and see how yeah. it's been kind of cyclical. There's always been these uh, little boxer rebellions and yeah. things here and there where they have actually booted all the foreigners out. But I don't think it's really in their interest to do it. No. It's whatever the next war is. It'd yeah. be bad PR. It'd be very bad yeah. PR. I think what's going to happen is um, it, it's... And it really is like that, is they're trying to make it more and more difficult for foreigners to to stay. Sure. So they, they make it more and more uncomfortable. We always say this, China plays a long game, right? Yeah. They're just going to make it more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. People will be like, screw this, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you know that this is a real thing because when you've got people like myself who were dedicated to living in China for so long, who lived in China for so long, and other people that I know who've also been living in China 10 plus years, mm -hmm. like yourself, mm -hmm. Why is it that somebody that's been living in a place for more than 10 years all of a sudden starts to not want to live there anymore? Right. It what? can't just be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. it's not because, oh, magically you hit the 10-year mark and then all like, of a sudden no, it's, like, this. it's like the seven-year itch or something. You know, right. It's like it happens to everyone. Right. It's not that. It's just that because very recently things have changed. They've been changing the visa um, right. structures a lot. What they've been doing is they introduced that class system yeah. at first, which is kind of, you know, it's insulting to people to be classed <laughs> like a grade of meat, you know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, they... It's true. Like, like what, what are you, like a grade A, grade B? Grade I'm a B. grade B white pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm grade B as well, which is really annoying. I thought I'd be a grade C. That's what everyone says I am, but yeah. it turns out I'm not, which sucks. Anyway. Just yourself average. Yeah. That's the thing. They start to make visas a lot more harder. So for work permits and stuff, they're right. a lot more. They're way stricter now than they used to be on right. all the requirements that you need. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. And so they are. The the government is making it very very difficult. Yeah, it's not going to be some ban yeah. like bam, yeah. no foreigners allowed, no. not like that. No. And so I think that's what's changing a lot of people's minds, is right. especially people that have been there for a long time. We right. put up with a lot of shit, yeah. and we love the country, and we have been you know immersing our lives in the yeah. whole place. But when it gets to the point where like everywhere you turn, uh -huh. they're basically trying to spite you uh -huh. and trying to put an end to you and try to stop you, you're kind of like, why am I putting up with this? You know, yeah. what is the reason for putting up with this? So I think that's going to be their tactic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just read that. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> I don't think I can say that. <laughs> Literally. Uh, clever, though. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, Mars. Yeah, yeah, we can try to like just do it. Uh, <laughs> Mars Marcin Sebula says, uh, "Try living in Taipei and not getting fat." 
Also, shout out to my Polish bro at Wanderlust Beans Project for opening the first Polish restaurant in Taichung. Thank you. Really? That's pretty cool. There's a Polish that. restaurant. I like Polish food. It's Polish yeah. food. It's like sausages. Kibasa, sausages, yeah. mm. cabbage. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty simple, but yeah. it's nice. <laughs> they didn't really sell it there. <laughs> no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's I'll have to go try I like it. I actually cooked Polish food the other day. I made stewed cabbage and kibasa. Mm. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Uh, okay. Sweet. So next up, Adam L. Uh, what do regular Chinese and Vietnamese people say about Trump? I don't know if that's a uh, yeah, Canadian yeah. dig on you. A little bit of a little dig. I, I, I can say when we're in Vietnam, people loved him. Yeah. Same as I Taiwan. Mean, they still worship one party leaders. So it's yeah. kind of, he looks like this strong, like dictator of America. Remember, like, but I loved it because they had all these t-shirts which said like peace. And right. It had right. like Kim Jong-il and Trump together. I right. bought, I bought one of those. Yeah, it was, mm. funny. It was actually really I wore funny. it here and I was getting some funny looks. So I was like, no. I would say most, pe- <laughs> most people don't understand. No, but yeah. I know. But what I liked about it is for, for the first time in my entire life, I was seeing in public like a positive image being portrayed. Mm. of trump because everywhere oh, okay. you look in the media it's right. always something Just negative right. it's like it gets so tiring whether right. you like the guy or not to right. just always see the same thing over and over so to see like hey let's respect this guy who happens to be the president of a big country yeah you know he's coming here to talk peace with kim jong-il let's make some kim happy Jong-un. ones yeah. sorry i always get them confused kim jong-un sorry sorry anyway sorry sorry kim. sorry, sorry, sorry kim. all you north koreans watching Someone's oh, gonna geez. someone's gonna be fed to the dogs tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My propaganda's not good enough. Yeah. So anyway, the thing is to to see a smiling picture of uh, you know Trump and Kim Jong Un yeah. together. It was, yeah, it doesn't matter your opinion. It's kind of heartwarming. Yeah, for real. Like know? I have no strong opinion on it. I really don't. I just am so sick of my uh, feed on Reddit and stuff, just littered with like very stupid things about like Trump. I'm just sick of reading about Trump yeah nice. I don't care man can he just go can he just, just go run the country and do whatever do like yeah. Yeah. or don't I don't yeah. care yeah. Like, <laughs> just to stop posting on my feed dude. yeah, yeah. yeah. Taiwanese people like him they, don't, okay. they maybe won't admit it to you immediately because mm-hmm. they get the whole American thing but because of his hard stance on China they're like yeah. alright right. finally think, an Amer- like American president that'll like stand up for us you know? sure sure it's probably uh, changed a lot in China. Oh, it's going to be super anti In the beginning when, yeah. when he was elected, They loved him in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. People loved him a lot in China. Weird, eh? I think right now he's probably like the devil incarnate for them. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Satan. Yeah. Shot down. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What's our next uh, question? All right. I want to try and bust through a few non-Super Chat questions, even okay. though we have... So then we'll just fire through uh, re- real quick. Yeah. So um, first, Winston, when are you going to tell us about the new red Corvette? <laughs> oh, so red someone Corvette. spotted that? Yeah, I think we've kind did, of... Did I mention that? You, you teased it. I did yeah, we, tease we teased it. it. Well, here's the thing. Um, the one thing I missed the most, and I think I said this before, when I was living in China, the one thing that I missed the most was being able to work on cars. You know, just being a mechanic to get greasy and play some music and drink some beers and work on a car. is something really, like, amazing about that experience, you know? And that was my biggest drive ever was to do that. So what's the first thing I did when I got to America here is Seamilk and I were like, you know what? We can finally buy cars to work on. Let's go buy cars. And we, we were actually looking for a car for Seamilk because I already have that purple Corvette yeah. that I've had for years now. Um, and so we're looking for a car for him. And while we we're looking for a car for him, I spotted one that was like a wreck, like completely nothing in it, like gutted. You know, yeah. it had no interior, right. had no, well, a seized engine, yeah. just a piece of crap. No trim on the outside, no yeah. bumpers, no lights, no nothing, right? So it was really cheap. So I bought it, and stupid me, I bought it, you know, and got it home, and uh, I've been working on it pretty much in all my spare time. And I've got it running, it's starting to look good, it's registered, it's on the road, it's almost ready to go. I've been dumping all my spare time. So as soon as it's actually working, 
because it's not right now. It's kind of got. Yeah, you don't want to show it when it's like not. Yeah, 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 disappointing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and I've been I've been photographing the pro progress, so I'll be able to like show people what it looked like because it was a total pile. Yeah, right? I hate when my Corvettes aren't good. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's yeah, it's. Uh, well, how do they know that's not my Corvette? Yeah. Well, because um, well, I'll tell you what year it is. It's a 1968, nice. which is the Old. first year of the C3 shape. Yeah. So, you know, I've always loved the C3s. I think anyone who likes Corvettes knows that, unless you're like a really old man, he likes the older, older ones. But I think the C3s are the, the nicest looking. I agree. Looking. I love them. You know, they're so beautiful and sexy and, yeah. I have one myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which is much better because you bought it working. Yeah. <laughs> also very cheap, though. Nobody <laughs> wants that here, those yeah. years, you know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's anyway, when you looking. drive it, you see those arches. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. Right. You yeah. drive it. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. I think this is part of why people call you boomers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up. Uh, this one's from Instagram, actually, and if you want to ask questions on Instagram, you can follow us at ADV Podcasts. Pretty simple, self-explanatory. Um, can you guys go to Mongolia and do an ADV episode on horseback? I can answer that very succinctly and quickly. Yes, we're going to Mongolia, and no, we're not going to ride horses. I'm terrified of horses. I freaking hate riding horses. It makes I, The first time I did it, I threw up because it made me yeah. so nauseous because it pushes your stomach muscles. I'm like, up and down. Like these animal activists in here being like, how can you not appreciate the grace and beauty of a... I, just, I mean, I'll look at him in the wild. It's a beautiful animal, yeah, right? To me, them. it's like I don't want to be near the, the rear of them because they always kick, kick. Yeah, yeah. I rode, I rode yeah. horses in the inner Mongolia, and I absolutely despise it. So we'll, we'll be riding motorcycles in outer Mongolia. Yeah, yes. when I was very young, I lived on a, a farm, and we had a horse there. And when I was really young, they put me on it, and I rode around, and it's just so tall. Mm. You're looking down, and you just know you're probably gonna die. I mean, <laughs> Superman got disabled by a freaking horse. He did. Okay. He did. Yeah. He, I mean, horses are beautiful and all. Don't get me wrong. And I, they're like I got, a giant muscle. But I got mad, <laughs> mad respect yeah. for those, you know, equestrians who jump over their little little hoops or whatever they do. But right. um, yeah, not not a big fan of riding a horse. I ride a bike instead. Yeah, and Mongolians, by the way. I mean, there's some traditional Mongolians that are riding horses, but the majority of them also ride motorcycles. Let me ask you not. this question: Why would you have? One horsepower when you can have 130 instead. Bingo! <laughs> you just dox your horsepower in your bike. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, that's when you just get 139 horses there and like go. strap them onto a stagecoach or something. There you go. That's how that's how it works, right? That you'll yeah, go the same that'll speed. That'll be fast. Yeah. <laughs> Zero to 16 a week. Uh, <laughs> so next up, uh, let's go back to super chats. So okay. we'll say Mike S. Uh, is McDonald's safe in China? Yeah. McDoublers. McDougalers? Um, yeah, safer than a lot of other stuff. Remember they were hit with that scandal? But there though. was a scandal. Mm -hmm. um, they are safe. I'd say they're pretty safe. Yeah, but yeah. The, the problem with uh, McDonald's is, just like every other thing in China, they rely on local suppliers. Yeah. So it was a local supplier was getting meat. They're, and they're like vetted. That's yeah. the thing. McDonald's goes in and they're like, they do quality control checks and they check everything. But of course, when you don't have someone like overseeing all the time, corners will be cut. So they were actually buying expired meat, yeah, and then like serving it to them. Actually, McDonald's and KFC and right. stuff. So McDonald's and KFC were making all their burgers and stuff out of expired meat, and it was a supply chain problem, a local Chinese supply chain. Yeah, problem. and there's a, the huge KFC thing where they kept like they literally were trying to cut costs because the manager was putting pressures on them. So they would like take the the half-eaten food out of the garbage and then reserve it. Yeah, and there's yeah. lots of videos of that happening. Yeah, yeah, that's China. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even McDonald's makes mistakes sometimes. Yeah. I, I will tell you this though: if you go to smaller cities, mm -hmm. it's way worse mm. because then they're kind of dickos. outside. Yeah, yeah. no, fucking yeah. dickos. <laughs> Did not. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> not even dickos. Dickos is like this funny chain that you find in the yeah. rural areas. Yeah. 
But just McDonald's and KFC, the quality is always worse. Have you noticed? It's way you, worse. You go to like a small town and the burger and stuff comes out, tastes terrible. Everything's over fried and it's right. just... You so know yeah. what the worst Western chain, fast food chain in, in China is? Is Subway. Yeah. It's appalling. Oh, oh, it's bad. It's I disgusting. Yeah. Every ingredient's different. Yeah, it's... Before we go on the next question, a little bit of trivia for yeah. everyone out there. We call him Ronald McDonald, right? Yeah. In Chinese, he's called McDonald's uncle. Yes. So oftentimes when Chinese people are trying to talk about him, like that clown, basically, <laughs> they're like, oh, McDonald's uncle is so popular, so famous. I'm like, who's McDonald's uncle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ronald McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My Dan Lao Shushu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my Dan Lao Shushu. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's pretty funny. Cool. All right. Next up, uh, Tanui Tahitian Faya 987. Uh, are you guys gonna? Are you guys still gonna be based out of San Diego? You're not based out of San Diego. Uh, I no. think there, there's been a, mis, a misunderstanding here. We do a lot of riding down in San Diego. Yeah. Because let's be fair. Um, it's so LA is good. LA is the worst for riding. Yeah. It's I mean, just like traffic. traffic. Yeah. You know. So every We've time we learned how to lane split quite well now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what we do is we come down to San Diego mm. very often whenever we're doing a trip, and I think that's what's confused people. Yeah, like Mount Laguna yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, it's just easier to come down here. The roads are amazing. And I mean, remember, we want to be doing things in and out of Mexico and stuff, so it's close by. So we come down here, we do all the beautiful riding, like uh, the, the Palomar Mountains and mm. Julian and all those things, because mm. that's where it's all at. It's all down Absolutely here. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, There's yeah. some good canyon roads we found in LA. Yeah. But yeah, it's You have to get out of the city, and yeah. LA is just this vast expanse. It's true. Yeah. It's fun, though. So, but we're going to be based in in LA, LA. area for, for the time being, at least. Time being. I don't know where we're going to end up. To yeah. Back and forth. That's yeah. our plan. Yeah. 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 All right. Next. Next, uh, Glenn Andreas. I've been following your channels for five-ish years. Thanks for being a positive influence on my life. I strongly recommend everyone to go buy Conquering Northern China yeah, and Southern China on Vimeo. Not a question, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Represent. Yeah, he's rep, he's represent. Shirt, yeah. Right? Hey, thanks, man. Glenn, appreciate it. it. Very, yeah. very happy to hear that uh, we've managed to be a part of your life because that's something that I think everybody forgets is that uh, you watching us are just as much a part of our lives as we are. Absolutely. Yours, you know. Thank you for because without you along. guys, we just honestly wouldn't be. We'd wallow in filth. Yeah. We, yeah. We would be rolling around eating dickos or something. <laughs> We'd be white a happy pigs. giraffe, you know. Yeah. Teaching a happy giraffe eating <laughs> yeah. dickos every day. Yeah. yeah. So, so thank, really you. thank you. I want to throw something at uh, Sea Milk real quick. Months and months ago, before I even started doing this, you said you were going to hook me up with. Um, I asked you for that dank Mongolian music that was in Conquering Northern China. Oh yeah. Did you ever find that for me? Because that's pretty awesome. There's a really good soundtrack, especially like that yeah. that shot when you're. It cuts to you guys on the open plains. Right. You're going to find the tribes people. That was like my favorite shot of the whole thing. I had our um, our producer send that to me, so I'll give it to you later. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Next up, Mike S. Are you guys going to have issues getting a visa to get back into China? No. No, no, I think we're fine. I mean, tourist visas is different. You know what I mean? We'll probably start using a tourist visa because no, I don't want to renew. No, I don't want to renew my marriage visa. Oh, right. It's a hassle. Yeah. My my spousal visa is still valid for quite a while. Is it? Mine's gonna run out real soon. Because they, um, it depends. Some people, the first time they get a spousal visa, it's only for a year. Mm. I got but, two years. Yeah, I, I got two years as well. I think it depends if you've been living there for a long time. Yeah. You've got a history and stuff. Then right. they. They, they can up it, and I think it might even possibly go all the way up to five years at some point. I think so. I've got three. You got Work, three. Working, working. Working, yeah. yeah not I'm spousal. Not yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that, who'd you marry? That's, ty <laughs> that's Taiwan, though. It's different. Yeah. Right? No, no, it's Taiwan for You're talking about Oh, you do? Still okay. good for like, yeah. Yeah. Was that a work visa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you work at nice. universities, they yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, next. Next. Uh, Edward Berry, just two bucks. He says, try Blue Moon Dudes. So thank you. 
Thank you. Oh yeah, I, I, I I'm uh, sorry. I have tried blue moon. And I did sorry. quite. I did quite like it. Sorry. I did quite like it. Like Put a piece of lemon in no, it. It's, no, it's kind of like a wheat beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not, I don't like wheat beers. Mm. Yeah, but it, it wasn't bad. Thank you though. I I I drink that. All right. Mm. All right. Uh, Marcin Sabula, back up. He says. Uh, C8 reveal is happening today. What do you think about the new mid-engine Corvette, Winston? Looks I think like a, it's... Uh, oh, sorry, it's your question. I think it's okay. Um, the modern styling on, on all the Corvettes, it's a bit too Transformer-ish, if mm. that makes any sense. It mm. looks like a Michael Bay film or J.J. Yeah. Yeah. Abrams or whatever. Michael Bay film. Yeah, they've got very angular Transformer-looking things. I'm not a huge fan. I do know that the uh, C3 was originally supposed to be mid-engined, actually. Yeah. All the way back in the day. They have prototypes of that stuff. Yeah, which run. is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what it looks like. I, I have to say that the new newer Corvettes are just incredible pieces of technology. Mm. Though I'd love to drive so, one, but they're uh, supercar defeaters. Yeah, 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 exactly. But to to own one to just cruise around, I don't know, man. It's lacking style points. You gotta have that big rumble of a of a V8. Those yeah. things just sound like a, a super large car. camshaft grumble. Yeah, yeah. Lobby, lobby. Yeah. All right, let's rip through this. Really seriously, we're out of time. We gotta cap this off. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay, next up. Uh, I want to read at least one question that was from the chat. Just so you guys know, I do read sure. your questions and I write them down. Yeah. I just save them for the Q&A. So, um, I think the best one, Edward Berry says, Does most pirated software in America originate in China and then get translated into English? I don't know if you guys know anything about that. That doesn't make sense. I mean, pirated... In China, they don't, they don't like pirate software then translated into Chinese and then translated into English. It doesn't work no, that way. No. But uh, what happens is that China does pirate mm. like most all of the software. Mm. That people don't pay for software in China. No. Um, so it's very rare. What he, what he might be talking about is like the cracks and oh, stuff. Oh, the cracks, yeah. I think it's mostly out of Russia, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's usually yeah. Russia, but of course China does it too. Whenever you see those, when I was a kid, like, and I was, you know, I was a little bad boy sometimes downloading like yeah, Sims or something. Yeah, or Winrar. <laughs> It'd yeah. be like cracked by like Vladimir Putin or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It was all like uh, demo groups and stuff. Yeah. 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 Next. Interesting. All right. Next up. Uh, good doctor. Thank you for the $20. We're not going to say your name. Uh, <laughs> Marjanko Bosecki. Uh, how do you guys get such good-looking wives? Oh, well, I made them ourselves, really. Mm, totally. You well, get a seed. Life. <laughs> what? You put it in the ground. <laughs> you you have to Pick go. Yeah, it's life, man. You just have to go through life and figure things out, you know. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate it. I'm just lucky because most of my ex-girlfriends and stuff aren't really fantastic. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, Grady Gillis, twenty dollars. Oh, it's an old subscriber. Twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, that's Lucifer gave us oh, 25 sorry, sorry. Uh, beer money Matt and Winston can you talk about your next touring trip or is that not for release yet Prozzi uh, are you and Alan going to do a joint channel I'm talking to Grady today on Instagram yeah Grady's awesome uh, we're going to go to make this super short run out of time um, we're going to India. India we're going to do it on bikes and stay tuned probably going to be around October or November stay yeah. tuned you guys are going to love it it's going to be sweet are you going to have a joint channel with Alan probably have to talk about it with him when I get okay. back home cool. thank you for reminding us thanks Grady you're awesome Cool. Okay, Lucifer, just giving us beer money. Thanks, bro. Cheers. Woo. Uh, last one, PR Duhan. Mm -hmm. How would you guys describe uh, Jinan Shandong in regards to tears, etc.? Okay. Work wants me to go there to travel, possibly flying solo. I've never been to China before. Okay, Jinan, I was there fairly recently, actually. Mm -hmm. It's awful. 
Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's actually really hot, weirdly enough, even though it's in Shandong, yeah. but it's also really cold. Very polluted. Yeah. Um, and I saw so many freaking fist fights over beer when I was there, which is common in northern China, right? Sure. But Qingdao is a world above Jinan. Remember we yeah. met those foreigners in Qingdao and they're like, we have to teach at EF in Jinan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like, we only come to Qingdao to hang out. I mean, you, that being said, there's a certain charm to those kind of cities because when it's, uh, it's kind of an all-out, I don't know, party, really. It's, it is a party. Jinan's yeah. very high energy, I'll tell you that. Mm. Like, everyone's outside drinking beer and having fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely rough. Like, as far as tiers go, it's probably like a tier eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically it'd be... A, Just make a new tier for something yeah. so bad. Technically, it'd yeah. probably be a tier two. Yeah. Uh, but I would call it a tier seven. Okay, tier mm. seven, seven and a half, eight. Yeah, it's so polluted, dude. I so, yeah, I, I, I actually couldn't stand it when no. I went there, too. Right. But I went there in winter. Oh, did you? I went there in summer. No, when I went there in winter, I couldn't see in front of my face. And yeah. it was kind of like smog fog. Does yeah, it make smog sense? Fog. Smog fog. And they had, like... Stings you. Like mm. sludgy snow crap that was black oh, okay. all over the place. It was just like not very it's cool. Freezing the and hot. Gets yeah. mixed up with the snow. Yeah. yeah, it was just oh man, it, I just didn't I didn't enjoy it. We're not painting a very good picture. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you're fine. I'm I'd sure Gina has your own. fantastic mm. areas and mm. nice people and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. From our impressions, they weren't very good. Yeah, yeah. prove us wrong. Go, go and tell us what it is. Go bit. to Jinan yeah. and hang out in Qingdao. Yes, because that's an awesome city. Yeah, Qingdao's great. Or go cool. To is that it, DM? Uh, I mean, I got like a whole page full of questions from Instagram and the chat, but that's it for the super chats. I don't know how much longer you want to go. Maybe you can give us one Instagram, one more, and then we'll call yeah. it. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll do this one. Why does everything imported on Alibaba break or malfunction? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one to end on. And then, uh, you had a good quote about that. What did you say? What did I say? Japan this way. Oh, yeah. We were talking about this the other day, how like Japan seems to take things that already exist and make them really good, like the katana yeah. or yeah. any kind of computer stuff, video game stuff, sure, you know, like sure. that. Cars. They make them good. Cars. They just make them better. China's good at making more of this thing, but worse. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah. the, the epitome of Alibaba. Alibaba yeah. is all about bulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's why you have a minimum order quantity and stuff when you order from Alibaba. Yeah. You have to buy a big amount of crap. I bought 200 USB drives <laughs> for my students. Yeah, yeah. these little cables and stuff are like five yeah. cents or whatever. Yeah. I bought 200 of them, and every single one didn't work. Yeah. Every Jeez. one of them. I remember that. You, you remember that? Them in your office. For my yeah, students, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, they're so used to people just <laughs> placing placing that one order. They rush it out. They get it right. out. They don't care if this stuff works or not no, because it never no. comes back to them. No. You know, so you get your big box. It takes a month or so to ship it or wherever you mm. are. You open it up and everything's a pile of crap. It's mm. too much hassle and time and money to send it back or try to chase it up. And by then they've changed the company name yeah. anyway or whatever. So they just do that kind of. Uh, That's a good way to sum it up. It's a good way to sum it up. Anyway, uh, thanks. For being yeah. on the show, Prozzy. Don't forget to go it's to YouTube, to have you here. youtube.com slash Prozzy. Check out his channel. Good. He yeah. lives in Taiwan. Yeah. yeah, what are we doing? I don't know. Pat me on the back somewhere. It's the hat. Anyway, it's go to his hat. channel. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, put a, we'll put a link in the description. Yeah, yeah. am I your first guest? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm honored. That's yeah. great. We are kind of like super close old friends. I know, so that's true. It wasn't like a guest that like really interested to find out about you because I know everything. Everyone already knows about me. But anyway, it was super cool to have you. And don't forget, we'll be here next... Two weeks later, mm-hmm. on Thursday at yeah. six PM EST. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we have a we have a bit of an issue because we're getting the views are coming into these videos, but we're a little concerned people are forgetting to subscribe. Yeah. So really, people yeah. are like, oh, when was the show? I missed it. You know what I mean. So make sure that bell button's clicked. You know. Yeah, we'd appreciate that because we are trying to grow this channel. Um, we find that we enjoy doing these podcasts 
quite a bit more than our regular yeah, it's stuff. Just, it's relaxed. It's I, nice. You know what I mean? It's it's something that we really enjoy doing, and we we like being able to interact with you guys and talk to you guys. And mm. uh, so please subscribe, yeah, yeah. and uh, stay awesome. You know the drill. So see you next time, guys.